This is BFWB Booze and Facts with Blacks, where we sip as we flip some topics on their heads to expose the black perspective. Be warned, the more we sip, we may let slip some naughty words. This isn't for kids, neither is alcohol. So if you're not 21, we probably aren't the right podcast for you. Are you ready? Come on in. I heard that. I heard her surround sound. I ran into her in the elevator. I was like, oh, eight <laughs> day. You're like, hi, I'm your hi. downstairs neighbor. Uh, yeah, I can hear everything. Welcome. <laughs> no, but I feel like she's been gone for a couple of weeks. I ran into her. I heard her. And this is the first I've heard of her since maybe the week after I got back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And our very um, rummy Mai Tai mm-hmm. rank pretty strong today. But I felt like it went with our Chinese food appetizer. So it, <laughs> appetizer. it is. I mean, I mean, I, it was, I ate more than an appetizer, but like whatever. I've had a long day. I was eating my feelings. But um, it was her serving. It is one part light rum, one part gold or dark rum. Um, half a part of amaretto, a splash of orange juice that's not in the recipe. I was just like, this is just too much booze without anything else to cut it. And an ounce or one part lime juice shaken with a dark rum floater on top and a lime garnish and a maraschino's cherry. If you have one, I don't have those. Oh, you should have told me I brought some. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I used to have bourbon cherries, but I left them at my mother's house. Oh, that's delicious. I know, and that's very, very sad. Anyhow, um, (laughs) anyway, that's today's drink, which is strong, and um, we'll see how I get through this episode. Kim's my tie. Obviously, I'm feeling it. I was like, let me get this before it melts. That totally makes sense. Because, you know, I'm all about the drink temperature. (laughs) (laughs) As we found out in the last last episode. But like all of my drinks, like when I go to McDonald's, I get a large Diet Coke with extra ice. And the extra ice is very important. And I know people, particularly my cousins, look at me like, well, if I put extra ice, you get less soda. And I'm like, well, if I have, it doesn't matter how much soda I have, if it's the wrong temperature, I need extra ice. So anyway. All right. I it's mean, not just the cocktails. It's all of the drinks. That is good to know. I never <laughs> knew that. Mm-hmm. And I always need to have a straw. All my coworkers know I always keep a straw. On the last job, I traveled an ice maker. I need to have ice. It, it, the drinks have to be. So you're a whole drink situation. I'm a That's whole drink situation. Okay. It, it, all the drinks, not just the not just the cocktails. I mean, being at a bar with you, you would never know that though, because you don't ever make a big deal about the cocktail or the temperature or the ice or anything. Oh, but if somebody serves me wine that's the wrong temperature, I'm just going to down it and then I'm going to switch to something else. I'm going to down it and I'm going to have a sangria. I'm going to down it and I'm going to have a vodka soda. Yeah. If the wine is like, if it's not right, it's like, okay, thank you. This was $5. I'm going to go do something else. That totally makes sense now. (laughs) Okay. I just thought it was because you were having a rough day. No, no, no. I'm like, I, well, I can't really, I can't savor this. Like, I can't drink this. And I'm like, I'll, I very rarely will go to a restaurant and order like a Coke because, well, one, because I'm probably going to have a drink, but also because I can't trust that it's going to be the right temperature. And you're not going to sit at a restaurant and argue over the amount of ice in a $2 soda. Oh, yeah, definitely not. So I just nope. don't bother. No, nope. I'll drink water, which is one of the only times I'll ever drink water or I'm likely going to have a cocktail. And at a restaurant, you can trust that the, for the most part, that the wine is going to be at the right temperature. The red wine's going to be at the right temperature. The white wine's going to be at the right temperature. Other, you know, or, you know, they'll have a specialty cocktail. So, okay. And I didn't realize that I was that into, I mean, now I realize I'm, that, I'm into <laughs> I just well, I, mean, I just keep it to myself. Try to keep it on the inside. You definitely did. As long as we know each other, I've never noticed that. So yeah, mm-hmm. well done. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> Secrets out now, but okay. I'm definitely the polar opposite, so it's all fine. It's good. Next time, if you have something that's not the right temperature, just give it to me. I'm good. Oh no no no! I will just drink it and move on. <laughs> 
or maybe not. Maybe I will let it. If it's the second or the third, last drink, like I will just let it sit. But that first drink, the second drink, the second drink's got to be right. If I messed it up on the first try, then we'll get the second one and that's going to be right. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah. So what are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about uh, versus... And these Instagram battles. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, I I watched a couple of them. Same. So the first one I actually watched was the Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, and I watched it with, like, my group of girlfriends from undergrad, you know, the ones that I travel all the time with. Uh-huh. And, my like my support network and so you know we like got together and we got on zoom and we watched this battle and like i like jill scott i like erica badu uh-huh. but i just didn't have strong opinions about either one of their catalogs you know some of them had each oh yeah like oh yeah i love that song this is the way you love me. Yes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You better call Tyrone. Yes. Right. But I realized like I don't have a strong opinion about either one of them. And that that one, you know, they're both like smoke a lot of weed, preach a lot of love. Uh-huh. And so that didn't even really feel like a battle. That wasn't a battle. Who was right. the winner? There was no winner. They were just sharing like ah, putting black women against each other. And it's not like that. It was never like that. It was just all love. And that was great. Like I felt the sisterhood. I felt Mother Earth. I felt black pride and black love. I, I felt it, right? And I enjoyed the camaraderie with the other people, reading the comments on Instagram and um, communing with my friends. And I watched it like on you know, I don't know. I like put it on the Apple TV so I could watch it on the big screen. And then I had my other computer and like I just, and they were, they did what they were supposed to do. The sound was on point. None of them had any sound issues. Neither of them had sound issues. Neither of them had internet issues. All the things I'd read about the versus battles, none of, neither one of them had. Oh, wait a minute. I thought they were the first ones. No. Oh, oh was it Babyface that was first? Babyface and Teddy Riley? Ba- Babyface and Teddy Riley. Yeah, that yes. was a hot mess. It was a hot mess, yeah. right? Where, who was it? Teddy Riley had all of those um, issues with his uh-huh. sound and with time. his internet. He yeah. tried to do too much, right? It's like, this isn't a, a concert. You know, it was just like, he was overzealous. Like, he was like so excited that he was going to like, well, he haven't been anywhere. He's been on a stage. And he like tried to do too much. Yeah, I mean, they were the first ones. Though. And they were so the first ones. we gave ones? them a learning curve. Yeah, exactly. We came back the second time. Yeah, and so, I mean, was that, was that which one was the first one you saw? That was the first one. That was the, the first one. The Teddy Riley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, what are your thoughts on them? Well, I mean, just like you said, the Erica Vadu and Jill Scott one was all love and like it wasn't really a battle that's kind of what i feel about all of them they're not really battles. they're not really battles i don't know why they call them versus i mean they i don't i don't know what other name they could call them but right um they're not really going head to head there's no winner at the end because <laughs> i mean all the songs they're playing you're either going to like them or you don't and you know not everyone's going to agree so in one person's mind this artist might win another person's mind this other artist might win so you never know it just yeah. It's like it's like a dual concert, I guess. Yeah. Except they don't perform live or they don't play all the song like well, the entirety Erica of did the song. Perform live once first before I think she battled Joe Scott. Right? Did she? Yeah, I think she had the like the room thing and then I think people were making fun of it because she was charging like, I don't know, five dollars or something. Oh. <clears throat> and then she did the battle. No, I just meant at the battle, they don't perform live. Like, yes. they're just, when you see the battle. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, um, so I saw the Monica versus Brandy. Yes. Uh-huh. I did too. And, again, it was over Zoom with my friends. We had a great time. And I didn't have a horse in the race. I think was leaning like I was kind of leaning more towards Brandy but like I mean some of my friends have opinions uh-huh. particularly about does. Monica I bet you do too I have opinions about both of them 
And so, I mean, like about, you know, well, Brandy's the one who's whatever, yeah. sweet, and she has yeah, the good yeah. recording, good recordings, but Monica's the actual one who could sing. <clears throat> Fine, whatever. I mean, if you want to get into that another day, we can go <laughs> a whole 45 minutes. I can I, do it. I'm sure, <laughs> but I just don't, I realize that I don't have an opinion. And so I was watching this, very excited when each one of the hits came on, right? Because they both had hits. Yep. Some didn't even make it on the list. Right, exactly. Some of them didn't even make it on the list. And they, so so that was like, yeah, when the songs came on, it was very, very exciting. But I was like, and I know there's beef between the two of them. I know there was some, like there was shade being thrown and there was some sort of like mm-hmm. high school basketball court conflict being Uh (laughs) happening on the screen, but I don't remember what it was about. And I was a little bit disappointed now that they're both legitimately grown ass women that we went back to that. And so, Oh, so wait a minute. You thought there was like a showdown happening on the battle, like in the verses? I, yeah, I thought that they were both taking slightly shady shots and like nothing really like in your face or I don't know. I just felt like like when I watched Jill Scott and Erica Badu, I felt love and mutual respect. Mm-hmm. When I watched Brandy and Monica, I was like, ooh. I mean, they're two different relationships and artists. Like those two are all about, I mean, Jill Scott and Eric Yes, Kamadu their persona, about, they're all about love. I mean, if they're not high and talking about, or singing about sex, like they're like, yes, love, love, everybody them. love. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I mean, Brandy and Monica though, like they have been pinned against each other since the very beginning. Sure. Since they, before they even met. So, the fact that they could come together this one time and like actually civilly sit there for yeah, two hours. Two hours. And Monica was in a tight ass corset and in some hot she ass was. pants. She could not even sit up right at a certain point. But she looked Girl. great. She, I mean, yeah, she looked good. I but she was. Beret. I, didn't, I didn't understand why she was wearing beret. But she was bound in there. Yeah. I, I, mean, was, I was here for the Kudos whole to her. She could look. breathe and sing, you know, but. Um, I mean, it was definitely a choice. She could breathe for most of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> going back, so like they could sit there for two hours yes. civilly. Yeah. So yeah, there might have been a little shade, but I mean, this is new ground they're breaking. It's not going to be solved overnight. Okay. Right? Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I also, I, I went down the rabbit hole, so we'll talk about that for a little bit here in a moment, uh-huh. but... I appreciate the journey that the battles, the versus battles have taken, like how the production value has moved along. Although I think maybe it's moved too far. And when you take what, you know, Teddy Riley and who were the first two? Teddy Riley and Babyface, like where they started and how clunky that was. And then you move to Erica and Jill Scott Uh and it looked good from beginning to end, but you knew you were in their homes or their someplace, right? Yeah. That was personal to them. Um, it looked good. It sounded good. They had, what, 700,000 people who watched on Instagram. And then you fast forward to um, Brandy and Monica. Quick question. Was there someone before Brandy and Monica? Because I feel like there was like a There big were a lot of time. people between oh. Brandy and Monica. Oops. Between Brandy and Monica, we had... Ludacris and Nelly. For real? I missed that? We had DMX and Snoop Dogg. Dog. Woo! My New Jersey accent. My goodness. We had DMX and Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> and who else did we have? We had Kirk Franklin and Fred Hammond. Oh, okay. I remember that. We one. had, I feel like there were two other women that I'm forgetting right now in that. So we had a handful of them. I totally missed most of those. I wasn't really checking on the versus battle, just and, to be honest. But and DMX and Snoop Dogg, I want to say, were the first people who were also on Apple Music. Oh, yeah. So Brandy and Monica the other night, they were on IG, they were on Instagram Live. Yep. But they were also on Apple Music, so you could watch it on Apple Music on your phone, iPad, or on your Apple TV. Oh, I didn't know that. In full high definition. <laughs> Streaming, like, I mean, it was like butter. 
it was like watching a concert on Apple Music. Like you can watch Glastonbury. That's what it was like. Well, shit, I should have did that. I, I watched it after the fact on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it. I thought it looked good. Oh, I mean, yeah, and, it still looked good there, but like, you know. And yeah, but Apple, the other part of the better. problem, I thought, though, I, I don't I wouldn't call it a problem. But like if you're watching it in a group setting and the people, other people you're watching it with are on Instagram, there's a little bit of a, a delay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah so totally. I would say there was probably like a 45 second to minute delay. So the people who were watching it on IG heard the songs drop before the people who were watching it on Apple Music. <laughs> I ended up having to have both things open in order to like really get into hey, it. Eat the system. Right. Well, yeah. So, but I thought that part of other than the way that they've been pit against each other over these years, part of the reason that there was like a chemistry disconnect between Brandy and Monica, I thought was really the production values. The fact that A, they were in the they were in a room together. Uh-huh. B, they were in a studio together. So they were in there with the studio lighting, the studio lighting, several camera people, both of their entourages, probably Tyler Perry. You know, there's the list of people who were in there goes on and on and on. They were yeah. able to be in a space with all of their people instead of how these battles started, which was like in people's homes. Right. In an intimate setting, maybe them and a production assistant or an assistant and maybe their spouse or whatever. at just like playing their favorite songs for their fans. This was like something else. And to me, as much as I enjoyed, because I love a production value. Uh-huh. Yes. Same. Always. I always love a production value. But I just felt like there was... It was almost like we got away from the spirit of that and it kind of took away from part of the magic that I felt on those earlier battles. Not that this is a battle, but on those early, earlier battles because there was so much going on because they were in a studio. So I'm going to agree with you because the first early ones that I remember, the baby face, and I do vaguely remember the Fred Hammond and Kirk Franklin and how many problems they had. Mm-hmm. And um, they were in the same place too, but whatever. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I agree. Uh, some of that camaraderie, that like feeling that was there early was not there now. It's because money is now attached to it. See, early or on, like it was the beginning of the pandemic and Right. I think they came together just to like kind of tell their fans, oh, we're still here. You know, we want to like give you something to like look for. And since we can't do concerts here, here you go. And I think that continued on to Joe Scott and uh, Erica Badu. Like they were just like, oh, love, let's do this. I mean, she didn't charge for that one. She charged for her life. But I, but I mean, there are producers, promoters who are behind verses. It happened since the first one. I mean, yes, but going on to now, Brandy and Monica, you've got Tyler Perry, you've got Apple, you've yeah. got their management, you've got people sitting on both sides of that right. stage that they were on who are all benefiting from that 1.6 or 7 million, million people. that yeah. tuned into them. There is more money to be had. And plus, the hype behind seeing Brandy and Monica sit together. Yes. They already knew they could make so much of this experience. Yes. That why not? I mean, I love, but like I said, I love a production value. So I, I love that it has evolved, right? Like I appreciate that we've got, that we've moved the needle a little bit okay. in that direction. I do like that. Um, like I, like the Snoop Dogg DMX. Like I like, I like that. Yeah, I, I'm I an old. I watch that. I, two of my favorite rappers and I did not know that happened. So I'm an old person, right? So I want to look at it on the TV. I want to watch TV on TV. I don't want to watch TV on my phone. Ah, We are not old, Kim. I don't watch it on my phone. (laughs) You know, and there are certain things that that are meant to be viewed mobile and I want to view those things mobile. But if I want to see somebody that I love from 25 years ago, I want to see them larger than life. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that the needle had been moved enough so that I could see studio lighting. I could see, right? Because so many of the earlier battles had sound problems. Oh, uh, glitchy as well. Just glitchy, you know, and it was like dependent on 
somebody's home internet. They probably, those people, like who who had internet problems? I'm thinking- <laughs> Teddy Riley had internet Ted, problems Teddy the Rem- first time. Teddy Riley had internet problems the first time. Nelly, Nelly had internet problems. Well, that was a good one. Really? Dang. Ludacris and Nelly. Oh, I do love Luda. I love Luda. No, mm. I've always loved Luda. Same. But I love Luda. And that Ludacris Nelly battle, and it's like when you take all of the whatever's, the technical difficulties out of it, like Ludacris and Nelly is kind of like a close battle almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Almost, right? But Nelly had so many technical issues, and it was like so unfair because Ludacris showed up completely prepared. Uh-huh. He had his lighting set up. He had his audio set up. He had his internet together and he had his set list and he was ready to like to alter the set list based on what Nelly oh, was yeah. going to play. Like he was prepared in a way that I hadn't really seen in any of the other ones now after I went back to watch. How, he was the first person I saw prepared at that level. Now, of course, Brandy and Monica were prepared, but they had their whole, they had a whole team, they had whole teams, uh, teams on teams on teams on teams. So yes, I expected that to be like that. But Ludacris, Luda, Luda was ready. Nelly, Nelly had internet issues. Nelly had sound issues. Nelly had... Nelly was like Teddy Riley. You remember that video on the first battle where Teddy Riley is just like rocking out. Jamming out to me. Just jamming. Sounds. He was like, yes. Nobody can hear a damn And nobody can hear a damn thing. <laughs> Same thing with Nelly. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with that. It's like, I wish I could hear what sounded so good. I mean, I kind of feel like, I mean, what, what was the conversation that was had before you said, hey, let's get on Instagram and do this live? Or Well, the thing like, is, okay. So, right, so the people who run versus are Timberland and Swiss Beat. Oh. And they're the ones who they used to do the Hot 97. Hot 97, no, Kiss FM, 98.7. Yes. They used to do those battles, right, out in Jersey, yeah, in Harlem, right. whatever. And so they weren't going to get to do them this year so because of the pandemic. So they thought, let's do them on social. <sighs> And so they're the ones who started this and they wanted to go back to the people. They thought like for a versus, you have to be somebody who has a deep catalog. So if you do 10 rounds on a versus battle. I mean, deep catalog? Talk about Nelly. Fairly deep. Like if you're going to do 10 rounds on a versus, you need to have, right, at least 20 to 30 songs each. Okay. And to have 20 to 30 songs each, means that you probably have double that that you've recorded, right? Like, so you need to have, you probably have anywhere from 60 to 75 songs on some album somewhere. But they got to be songs that people know, though. Right. And and then out of those 75 songs, 20 of them, at the very least, have to be songs that regular people, not just deep cuts, but songs that regular people know. You need to have at least 20 recognizable songs that have charted in some way, shape, or form, even if they haven't gone to the top 20 or the hot 100, right? You need to have at least 20 of those. All right, real quick on that subject, I just have to say, on the Monica and Brandy situation, the songs that they left out, just real quick, Monica, All Eyes on Me, mm-hmm. Another uh, Girl in the Little Black Book. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, what? where are my singles? <laughs> like, you went off into these, like, vague songs that were on your albums. I'm like, that's all fine and good. But, like, if you really want to win this versus, quote, unquote, like, where are your hard-hitting songs? I mean, just that, that's my, just my little soapbox, but continue. Okay, so that so th- that basically, that's how the whole thing started, right? They were like, this is a great idea. Let's honor these old school, not old school heads, but like these older people with these deep catalogs. We haven't heard from them in a while. Mm-hmm. People aren't watching them right now, but they'd be very, very excited. So we are going to introduce these people to a new generation and the people who are 30 to 50 years old are going to be like, oh my God, right? And and they have been. Yeah. So that's how they started. And so they, um, I watched it, like they had a live that I found someplace. And they talked about how um, they set it up, the, the conversations they have with the artists before the versus battle starts. Oh. The um, And they send them the equipment. They send them the lighting equipment. They send them the audio equipment. And he said, they said, you know, we send it to them and um, they decide whether or not they're going to use it. 
Okay, if you guys can see my face right now, I'm in like shock right now. So they send them. The they send them the equipment. So equipment. Roland has put together a package that specifically works with Instagram, see. Instagram Live, right? So they send them everything. And it's like apparently a, spe- a thing at a direct input box, four cables and yada, yada, yada. And all you have to do is do bup, 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 and, and that's it. And he said, and they said, you know, there are people who have teams of people. They have audio people. They have backline people. They have these people that think that they know they better, know better yep. because they know how to support the artist. They've been supporting the artist for years. But this isn't about supporting the artist on stage or about doing a concert. This is about Instagram and the way that we transmit sound and compress sound and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So we had professionals, particularly specifically, put together a package to work in this format. And, you know, there are some people who use it and they were like, when you look at the ludicrous battle, ludicrous Nelly, ludicrous used, used the it. package. Yep. Nelly did not use the package. And, you know, they talked about how they encourage people to do sound check and they ask people to do sound check for the entire week leading up to the versus battle and the most of the day leading up to the versus battle. So they know what they're up against so that when they go live, they're prepared, right? So they send them a packet of information, a box of lighting and sound equipment. They give them all the tools that they need to be successful. Oh, damn. Now I'm just mad. Right? And, then other, <laughs> and some people decide to use it and some people don't. And so on that conversation, they were like, we just need to, in the contract, if you're going to do this, you're using our sound equipment. Is basically, and that was after the DMX Nelly. So then... But after that, right, they got Snoop Dogg, I believe was after DMX Nelly. I'm not DMX, Ludacris Nelly. Mm-hmm. It's Snoop Dogg DMX. And DMX had, I think he might have had some internet issues. Well, but he didn't, I mean, that's... But he didn't have sound good. issues, right? And that's the thing, right? Like, if you're a person who's not doing heavy duty work from home internet Swimming, work, yeah. right? And you're maybe playing Xbox and watching Netflix, you don't really know what your internet situation is <laughs> when you're going to like then hook up a whole entire round roll in sound kit and then broad and have like, a thousand people <laughs> and you. upload sound and video and this, that, and the other thing and get your text messages and all of this other stuff all at the same time. So they probably, they probably don't, I mean, and they're like, most of them are stars, right? So mm-hmm. they really don't know what their internet package is. They just have no idea. So, I mean, people are definitely up against that. But anyway, so that's like a little backstory on versus how it came to be and then like how we got to Monica and Brandy. That's interesting as fuck. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So who do you think won the Monica versus Brandy? I mean, again, I don't think there was a winner. There wasn't? Okay. Because like for me, I... Their music came for me at different points of my life. As Uh like, and throughout that whole battle, they, they were giving like tidbits about like, you know, when they did this, when they did that. And Monica brought up the Waiting to Exhale album, how she wasn't invited to do that. And Brandy was like, you just came out that you just had your first, your first single and album. So, you know, they, they didn't really know you. So just like things like that. Like I knew Miss Dang and like I was jamming out to that. But at that time, Brandy was already like, Brandy. A well-known name. Yeah, she was already Brandy at that point. So, like, yeah. I, I don't, but Monica also, throughout the periods that Brandy, you know, weren't making music, she was steadily making music. So, at a mm-hmm. point, she kind of caught up, quote-unquote, to her. So, I don't really think there was a winner because both of them have, like I said, more songs that they could have put onto that. Not that we needed another hour, but it could have gone on. Yeah. I feel like my Monica fan friends are very much like Monica one. There's no other truth. You guys need to shut up. Like there's an, uh, there's no debating. I mean, I feel like people who say that are not basing it off of the singles or the songs that they're put out there. They're basing it out of how they feel about their voice, mm-hmm. how they feel about the songs that they have heard throughout the years. They're not basing it off of what was presented Right there in the verses. Yeah. And I feel like there are a lot of people who just dislike Brandy. Oh, yeah. Just I like don't get dis- the hate. Like her. I have a friend you would think would just be completely aligned with Brandy. And she's like, I hate her. Well, damn. I don't like her. I love Monica. Monica can sing. I don't like her like ha, 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 voice. I I was like, 
oh goodness, like the hatred for Brandy is so strong. I'm like, the girl has hits. She was Cinderella, I right? Mean, She's Moesha. She brought some like very big things to our culture, like exactly. huge things to our culture. And you're going to say you hate her? And you hate her? Like you hating on Brandy? Like why? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a kid anyway. Um, but my Monica, the Monica stands are like, um, there's no debating it. But I feel like if you're a Monica stand, like you are deep in her catalog. I'm not deep in Monica. That's the other thing I discovered is that I don't know how much I love oh. R&B. Like, okay. You're deep in her catalog. And it's so that that's what I discovered. Let's talk about that no. for a second. Because, you know, I even said it on the last podcast and I talk about it a lot, like how much I miss beats and melodies. Yes. And so I, especially when I talk about my competitive reality TV shows, i.e. American Idol and The Voice, I'm really sad that we have lost our place in history or lost our place in pop culture for like the crooner, for the people who are going to come out and sing a song, whether it's a ballad or an up-tempo tune, and they're going to sing and we're going to marvel at their voice and their musicianship and all of those things. Yes, Exactly. So that makes me sad. Um, so I think of myself as an R&B fan, but mm-hmm, like same. I didn't care about Erica Badu and J- uh, Jill Scott. I mean, I like them and I was excited about some of their songs, but like, okay. And the same thing with Brandy and Monica. I was a little bit like, okay. But when I went back and I watched Ludacris and Nelly, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, up and I was dancing and I was yelling and I was like, yes. And I was like, that's a tie or like that round is a tie or no loot. Like I, I knew all the words, all the songs. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this is how people reacted that I know mm-hmm. reacted to Jill Scott and Erica Badu. This was their wow, level really? of enthusiasm. Yeah. And the same thing when I listened to, well, I didn't listen to a lot of it because I got frustrated with the technical things. But like with Snoop Dogg and DMX, like I was, it was the same way. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I was just that excited about it. So it made me like, think about maybe I like, like R&B in concept and in theory, <laughs> but actually like the way that, the, what music that I consume on my own is just like not so much. I mean, there's a difference between liking and being a repetitive conscious consumer. Okay, that's fair. Because like you can like a certain singer, be like, oh, that's really, I like I appreciate her voice. Like I, I like what she's doing. And then there's that song that comes on by Snoop Dogg or Luda. And you're like, damn, you're rolling. You're, you're just lost in the song. I mean, there's yeah. you're, you're going to be a fan of a certain artist. Like that's just a given. Um, for me, I felt the same way about... Um, Brandy and Monica that you felt about Luda and oh did you I, my friends did they were so excited because I, I mean yeah I mean they were very important in my life and that that's not to say I didn't like Nelly and Luda because like I honestly Luda is one of my top five rappers of all time yes so that's deserved that's not to say I didn't love them right but if I'm gonna like lose my mind over a versus it's gonna be Monica Brandy. Babyface and someone else. I'm sorry, Teddy Riley. But like, <laughs> I do love Teddy. I mean, hey, but right. going up against Babyface, I'm sorry. <laughs> you were you were stacked against some really heavy odds. <laughs> and you know, maybe that's it. Like, I'm not really that much into rap. Obviously, there are songs that I like, but that's probably it. And that's that's really what these verses are about. Is like nostalgia. Yeah. And, um, you know, when Nelly and Ludacris, like that was just like the turn of my adulthood and all of those things. So, I mean, there are crazy stories and stuff, things that I'm embarrassed about, like freedom, like all of those things. So it may be what I, I appreciate. What mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't had enough my time to tell any of those, but like maybe what I appreciated about those songs was the top period of time and what it meant for me in my life yes. more so than I fact that I just love that music. Okay. Yeah. That puts it in perspective yeah, for me. Yeah, totally. yeah. I mean, like, so knowing all of that, if we, if they were to do like another versus in like two weeks, who do you think would be two good artists? Hmm. <laughs> what? Come I on. have no idea. I mean, like somebody who would have 
10 to 15 really strong songs that, that I would be okay. excited to hear 10 of them. Let me make, Nobody. It, let me make it a similar question. Okay. Actually, let's break it down. Yes. If there were two rap artists, who would you like to see go against each other? None of them. What? What do you mean none of them? I mean, Ludacris. He's already done it. Okay, for me, I'd like to I'm see MCs or rappers. What did you say? Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I'm not a second. Because <laughs> something was brought up in the verses between Monica and Brandy that I have to touch on. <laughs> but um, for rappers, for me, I'm going to say Eve and Foxy Brown. Ooh, yes. Right? Yes. So I think they have, you know, common amount of yes. classics and singles that they can, you know, put out. And there. I want to say, particularly, and I noticed this with Luda and DMX, is that rappers, since they do like features on uh-huh. other songs, they have a lot more leeway totally yes. than the people who actually are singers and I mean, who do R and B, right? Because that's Kim, mostly Little Kim, just like alone. Alone, right? <laughs> I mean, like we've heard how many times have we heard "My Chick Bad"? Yes. But she was like, my, you know, she and she was like the hottest part on so many songs. So she, it, they, none of them have to actually be her song. She's just featured, yeah. and you know that. So the the rappers have a lot. They have a lot more like anyway, deeper pool yes. to pull from. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. Um, on that really quickly, I think I think it seems like the rappers have more pull in that area only because like they're like listed as a feature. But I also think there's like background vocals and and other vocals that singers do that they never get accredited for. Yeah, it's true. So I mean, while yeah, I totally get what you're saying, I totally agree because that name is on that single. So they can put it out there and say I did this. But you know, in defense of the singers, they they are sometimes their voices is just taken, yeah, and they have no say. Mm-mm. And I'm talking about Brandy, I'm talking about Ashanti, I'm talking about all kinds of people who did demos, quote unquote, and then heard their voice, right? Exactly. On the song later, like, oh, hello, Marsha and mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, just gonna say that. Um, next, like if I'm thinking about like male singers, mm-hmm. Usher, Usher, yes. And I'm going to let you choose an R&B singer. Who do you think can go against Usher? Mm, really? No. Mm. I don't really like Chris Brown. Like Neo. I don't really like Neo. Who could take Usher? Like who? I don't know. Oh, that's right. They had the Jagged Edge 112. I thought that was a good matchup. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When did that happen? Um... After Chris Brown, no, after Luda and um, Nelly. Oh, shit, I gotta get on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the whole lot during the COVID. Whole thing. Um, but who would I like to see against? I mean, uh, uh, against Usher, like nobody. Um, yeah, no, nobody. Like, so, okay, I kind of figured that would be your answer, but on the verses with Monica and Brandy. They brought up like the singles or the duets that Monica did with oh, Usher. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then did. she kept saying, like, you know, I asked Usher if you want to do another one. He was like, no, no. And I was like, I want to know what happened <laughs> between those two. But me, Usher was like, no, nah, I'm going to do another song with you. Because like all of their duets were high. Like they are classics. Well, I mean, they're covers mostly, but like their songs are. Yeah. Amazing. So, like, what made him say, nah, I'm not ever recording for something. You know, it's not going to happen. I'm just curious. Did he marry his wife? I mean, he was married. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to sip on that because, you know, I know things. But, <laughs> yes, he was married. I don't see why that would be an issue, though. Because, I mean, they're just, they're just singing. Usher's just singing. Yeah, Usher's just singing with Monica. Monica ain't for that shit. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> you look at her wrong and she's about to pop off. Like, <laughs> like, come on. That's true. She looks like she's a little scrappy. Yeah, no, I don't know. Who would you like to see with Usher? Um, to be honest, 
Usher doesn't get the credit that he needs because he has spanned so many decades and has reinvented his sound so many times. So many times, exactly. So I think Usher, Justin Timberlake. Actually, you're right. I mean, if we were venturing out to like non-black artists, that would actually be a comparable mm-hmm. artist. And I mean, you have to go back to what we said in our last podcast to know why that is, but yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But no, that's totally, yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're giving him a black pass yet, but okay. Ooh, <laughs> All right, R&B women besides, you know, Brandy Manga. I mean, I mean, so Ashanti and there was a Keisha Cole, they, they said they wanted to do a battle. I actually think that's comparable. I mean, I'm not saying it's not comparable. I'm I mean, saying I, I'm not you and listening. I, both feel, I know you and I both feel the same way about Ashanti. But <laughs> I can't hear her name without thinking a shitty. I still I can't. I just had to say it one time. Okay, I'm sorry. No. That was petty. No, it's fine. That's what we're here for to get it out in the open. But I'm devil's advocate. So whether or not I care for Ashanti, I do have to say she's been involved in a lot more songs than she's been given credit, credit for. for. Sure. Absolutely. And so for Keisha Cole to be like, yo, let's do a battle. I think that's totally valid. I think Keisha Cole has had her success, even though she's stagnant right now. Right. She's had enough songs to like go up against Ashanti. So yeah, but I'm not really a and I've been one of those singers. So let me say. <laughs> um, ooh, well, I don't want to say legends because legends don't need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. The ones who I want really, really stopping me. Yeah, I don't really think there are two more big female artists that could be. Yeah, no, me either. I don't think there are. I mean, if Whitney were still alive, you know how I feel about Whitney. Right. I mean, her and Mariah could do it easily and it would last three hours and break the internet. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, that's not really possible. And there's nobody who would go up against Mariah. Like, (laughs) she's got the most like hits for female artists of all time. Who did people used to pit against Mariah though back in the day? I'm trying oh, to think. Everybody. I'm trying to remember like back in my college days. Whitney, people used to, Whitney was the first Whitney. one. Well, yeah. And then there was um, Celine Dion, who they pit against every black singer because like she used to sing with People Bryson and like everything. And then um, there was another like whistle singer that who, came uh, who around. Who was it that people were I'm trying to? I'm trying to like put myself back in the drama department. Pre- and my Christina friends. Aguilera was definitely one of them. Christina Aguilera against against Mariah Carey? Yeah, they definitely pinned Christina Aguilera against Mariah Carey because Christina is a can do a whistle like she's done it live. I like she does. She just doesn't use it until like when on her first album. You have her first album, yeah, I do. Like and she sang her ass off in that album. Yeah, 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 yeah. After that. They were like, oh, she's trying to be like, because she loves Mariah Carey and Houston. She would say it all the time. And so I think after that, they kind of, it's kind of like the same thing that happened to Ariana Grande or Grand. <laughs> <laughs> same thing that happened to her. And like she yeah, was. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fine. I mean, I, I would be interested and this would never, ever happen. But like, I would be interested in like a Christina Aguilera versus Beyonce. I mean, like, what would happen there? I mean, because like Beyonce's like career has taken off and she's like transcended Actually, humankind. But like they kind of are like Destiny's Child, Christina Aguilera, kind of like around the same time period. Uh-huh. And you, we both still listen. We listen to them both still. Like yes. I just, I, Beyonce would never stoop that low. But I would Correct. be, cu- but I would be curious that but, you know, like that's I don't something. Say I would never stoop that low. Maybe not never. I mean, on that though, like when you said Beyonce, I'd, for once her name just didn't pop into my head. If we want to talk about hits, just blatant hits, not vocal mm-hmm. accomplishments or dexterity. If you're talking about just hits, I actually think she's one person that could go up against Mariah Carey. Okay. 
Okay. If you're talking about songs, yeah. if you're going to talk about singles with Destiny's Child, yeah. her album, and just the songs that people like on her albums that yeah. have become fan favorites, I think she could go up with Mariah Carey. Not vocally. Not vocally. Singles. But like maybe Kelly Rowland could go up against Christina Aguilera if we're going to also count Destiny's Child. I mean, not singles. Not singles, though. No. 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 Not even close. Not even close. And I love Kelly, but. Yeah, no. I'm just like, well, if we're going to include Destiny's Child, like what can we ring out of this situation? Totally. Well, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fine. I don't think you really need. Oh, well, there's Mary J. People have been saying Mary J and Mariah, and I just don't see that. Oh, Mary J and Faith. Totally. Well, Evans. Well, I mean, well, Mary J has more than Faith Evans way does, more. but way more. But I think that that is something that people would be interested in tuning into. Yeah, I would give it. Yeah. I would definitely tune into that because that's another two that mm-hmm. have had a famous feud. Famous. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully they're grown ass women and it is squashed. I mean, <laughs> we're talking about the music industry. <laughs> petty as People fuck. are petty <laughs> and don't forget anything. Petty. Mm. I hope I don't forget anything after this drink because mm-hmm. I am at the bottom and I got to tell you, I don't know what you put in this, <laughs> but I'm feeling it. I put rum and rum and rum and amaretto. Ah. Yeah. And um, lime. <laughs> I either need another one or I need another drink. So I think it's time for us to like go because I'm going to start. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's time. Yeah, that was fun. I was a good topic. I'm going to have to think of some more. You know, someone asked me if I, like, if I had, if I could pick two Broadway people, <gasps> who would I pick? But I don't have a response to that. Really? Like, like I mean, if you're talking about shows or like tones or like, what are you talking about? Right, like people who will just maybe, maybe I don't know. That's the thing, right? Like, do I want to hear two people sing live and do a versus, and they just pull out the catalog of Broadway shows and okay. standards? Okay, that would be one thing, right? I'm gonna say right now, Audra McDonald, uh huh, and Heather Headley. I knew you were gonna say that. Well, of course, because they both are comparable. I disagree. disagree. Why? I think that Audra McDonald is hands down the more superior vocalist, oh. and I think that what we like, what I like about Heather Headley, has to do with her showmanship. It uh-huh. has to do with her emoting in the song, uh-huh. but it's not about her voice, her range. It's not, none of it is about her musicality. Well, and okay. I think that Audra McDonald, while she's not quite as mm, over, I don't want to say over the top because it's got negative con- connotations. Um, and I don't mean I don't think them. she's over the top. Huh? I don't think she's over the top. Who had the headband? No, I don't think she is. I think that she compensates with theatrics, with theatricality. Oh, totally. But that's that's her. Yeah, and and that's fine. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that that is a knock. I, that is one of the things that I appreciate about her. Okay. But for Audra McDonald, I feel like she's kind of like I feel about Carrie Underwood, in that she is Girl. kind of like a blank slate, and her vocal, technical dexterity, her ability to sing so many different styles, her range that is just like whatever. And Uh then her acting chops on top of that, while she might not be as theatrical as Heather Headley, the fact that she is theatrical enough and chameleon-like enough paired with her vocal ability puts her, to me, head and shoulders above Heather Headley. There's so much in there that I can get to, but Broadway's for another day. <laughs> um, Audra McDonald. The reason why you say all those things, I agree with you, mm-hmm. actually. Um, yes, she's a better vocalist. However, 
she is more of an operatic singer. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always reach people the same way that being able to sing pop and belting yeah. does. Absolutely. Also, I agree with that. The reason why she seems to be a blank slate and better actor is because that is what Juilliard trained performers are taught to do. Patty LuPone. Um, Patty LuPone is not a blank slate. No, 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 no. Early on, early on, she is very good in dramatic roles. If you take her out of those Broadways where she has to belt and sound like. Um, yeah, she's an she actor. She is an actress. She is, but Patty LuPone's level of create. Patty LuPone had to me. Now, whoa, I don't know how we got here, but okay, let's go. No. <laughs> Patty LuPone to me has the same brand of crazy as Liza Minnelli and Judy Garland. Totally. Right. And they're both phenomenal. They're all phenomenal to look at. They're all, but what makes them so exciting is the fact that they are on the brink of a nervous <laughs> breakdown every time you see them. And so, yes, Patty LuPone can play a range of things, but it is because she is crazy. What? And it's not the same. And yes, she has acting chops. Like she's an actor. She, she comes out and we love her, her singing, like we, her Evita, her uh-huh. uh, anything goes, or we know Sweeney. We love those things, but she's an actor. Right? They taught her to sing. She's an actor. Yes, correct. Um, and so, like to me, that's like not quite a fair comparison. I mean, Audrey McDonald's blank slate. I the reason why I think that's a fair comparison is because Audrey McDonald consecutively wins her Tonys. Yeah. So, like, whether or not that was her primary focus in college or in university, that is... To be an actor? Yes. Yeah, no, but she talks about that all the time. Yeah. About, you know, acting saving her life. Yes. So, I mean, like, whether or not, like, she's just, she's an actor first or a singer second, whatever, or a singer first and actor second, she has the chops. Like, if we're going to put two Broadway people up against each other... If not Heather Headley, for the reasons that you said, mm-hmm. Patty LuPone, I think, because even Patty though two separate, two very separate careers, two very, for very separate reasons, My I would have to say that Inner Kyle would have a heart attack if Patty LuPone battled Audrey McDonald. I think I would pass out. I would pass out too, but for very different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, (laughs) I think we should let these people go so we can finish drinking. Absolutely. (laughs) See you next time. Booze and Facts with Blacks is produced and edited by Christian Allen. Cocktails prepared by Kim Shaw. We can be found on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at BFWB Podcast. Please like, rate, and subscribe. We obviously love booze, so please drink responsibly. 21 and up and all that jazz. Thank you for listening. See you next week.